Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. All right. Thank you again, folks, for tuning in to another episode of Bucks from Air Podcast. Tonight, I have Travis Rackstead on the podcast. This is his third appearance on here. We're going to be talking about how his summer ended, how his bear season went, how his whitetail season's going. We're also going to talk about how he got involved. And then we're going to wrap into this new product that was able to take from concept to market. I'm really excited to talk about this product once we, once we get to that stage. So, uh, Travis, man, how has your last few months been? Good. So last time we talked, we, uh, we talked about my bear hunt and went on that with no prevail. Didn't see any bears, but um, it was kind of a weird year all around. So I was up in what's called Grandview, Wisconsin. Okay. Dirt roads, people travel by ATV there, beautiful country. There was part of the place that we went to on ATVs that um, it looks like a moose should be standing there in like a Canada hunting show. It was, okay. it was insane. Absolutely beautiful place. Awesome people. Um, but nobody saw any bear. I hardly heard any shots. We talked to people, we talked to the neighbors, we talked to, you know, everybody's really close there mm-hmm. and everybody's talking like, where are the bears? They, they hit the bait a few times at night, but that was, that was really it. So I did see, uh, I have made some skunk friends. They came in every single night for eight <laughs> nights. Okay. They came in, <laughs> there's three of them. And then, uh, some raccoon family came in and they were the size of the bear cubs. They were Jesus. huge. And on the last day, I thought about 30 out six in one of them, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to do that. But it was an awesome experience from baiting to checking the cameras. So they don't really hunt too much in the mornings there. Okay. Um, they never have. So I'm sorry if you can hear my kid upstairs screaming. Uh, no, I can't hear him. So it's all right. <laughs> perfect. But um, yeah, we used like gummy bears and like a, like a syrup type of thing i don't it was it was just cool to put it out there smelled really good okay yeah it it was uh it was pretty cool but uh the place that i stayed at he's from my hometown and now retired and moved up there his name is jerry neeson and just an absolute wonderful dude he he told me years ago we talked about it and then when i finally got my um points he said put it in for my house and come on up Okay. So I didn't have to, you know, pay the guide. I just sent him money and he, he baited for me. And it was, it was really cool. He, I drove up to his house after not seeing him for like a year since he moved. And it just like, like we never left. He used to let me bowfish the Creek that goes through his house by the golf course. Okay. And I'd, I'd go down there and shoot carp and all that. And so just an all around good guy. And yeah, it offered me the, the house for the week and him and I just, made different dishes and pizzas and drank some beer and had a good time. That's awesome. Now you said you went hunting for eight days straight. Yeah. Wow, man. I but could it- not feel my butt when I was done. <laughs> Cause when did you start your day in, in the, in the tree stand? Um, normally around noon and then okay. I would hunt till dark and okay. it was still early in the year. So it got dark at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Uh, uh-huh. so it, we had some long nights because then we'd go back and make dinner and drink some beer and watch some TV. And next thing we know, we're like, it's midnight. But then we we have nothing to do. So then both of us would sleep to like nine a.m. Yeah. But but no, we had a we had a really good time and drove around and it's beautiful country up there. I can't remember the name of the national forest, but mm-hmm. um, drove around. There's there's one lake that he took me to that he was like, this is the closest to a Canada or Alaska lake you're gonna find in Wisconsin. Okay. And he's like. So we go out to this long pier and he goes, look down and you could see 10, 15 feet down crystal clear water. Beautiful. It, it was, it was just gorgeous all around the, the, um, colors were just starting to turn too. Okay. And, and they literally turned that week that I was there. Like I started and everything was kind of still green, maybe a tinge of yellow. Mm-hmm. And by the time I drove back down, I was driving through Hayward and it was yellow and red. So it was, it was gorgeous. 
Talk about a, a, a one in a life, once in a lifetime experience. Because like, how many times are you actually going to hunt truly bear for, uh, throughout the course of your lifetime? Unless you have right. the money to travel around. Now, when you so you said you got out there at noon, did you guys reset any bait after every time after every set? So if we would take all the bait with us, and if the um, if the baits were hit, if the baits were hit, we would rebait it. If not, we would just leave it. Okay. So they had this like lemon pie filling and then gummy bears and all this different stuff. So they were like, pack this big log with it. Mm -hmm. And then um, they would put this like lemon frosting type thing on top. Okay. And um, so you'd see the raccoons like crawl in or come in and then they would lick that lemon pie frosting. All right. And that's kind of like what the skunks were after too. So it was a good time. Uh huh. At least you get sprayed but, by the skunks. That's that's a big yeah. one in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I shot a skunk last summer that was tearing up my grandpa's place, and we went out there one day and he was we saw it and I was like I'll come back tomorrow with my twenty two. Yeah. And sure enough, it read the script and crawled and it was probably one of the worst decisions I've made. <laughs> what ended up what ended up happening? I I shot it, but okay. I shot it like in the I shot it like far back kind of okay and so i had to shoot it a few more times and it was it was you could almost hear it it was spraying everywhere and Ooh. the whole neighbor the whole neighborhood smelled oh he lives out in the, he lives out in the country but on this like cul-de-sac and they have acreage there and it's but it was it was foul oh man you probably just been able to just better off just bragging grabbing your matthews and just put an arrow through it yeah. it'd probably been a lot more ethical like it's just been, it's been done because man yeah because you because if anybody shot like a mace or a bear spray, it's like it's just, it has the same effect. It becomes aromatic and it gets everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's nasty. In high school, uh, it was, this was back. Oh, this is going to date me, but I think it was like 99 or 2000. Uh, some kids got some skunk spray and they sprayed it in the the, the uh, recirculator there. And uh, oh. yeah, it, 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 it closed down an entire wing because it got so nasty. Luckily, that the uh, air vents didn't circulate circulate to the rest of the school so they were able to shut that half down and shut off the the shop class wood class uh, german spanish and english class so that's like all those teachers and everybody they just shut it all down so they had to reassign them rooms to figure out how they're going to balance it off to get rid of that smell oh man it was bad at that point and there wasn't any uh, cameras in the hallway so nobody could ever fi nobody figured out who it was and ever until this day nobody has uh confessed to it or said anything about it. but then again i bet you get some grief from it or get some trouble from that but uh yeah it's it was really Real, real nasty, but it's like I got to just think of everybody in your area, especially if it got really windy, it blow into, into the different parts of the, the neighborhood. Who was it? There's a guy I saw on, on YouTube that created a because uh, he kept on having his political sign stolen out of his yard. And so, what he ended uh -huh. up doing is that he created a uh, sprinkler system so if it come, it would trigger when somebody took it off. But while, what he did, what he got in trouble with his wife doing by doing it, she mixed it with uh, buck urine, and so okay. it stunk up. This, Whoever stole it got got just drenched in it. The worst part was it's, it it would fill that entire house full of uh, that smell. So he what he ended up doing is he he escalated to using paintballs and getting a little syringe and and injecting them uh, with deer urine and then just kind of take some uh, uh, hot glue and go back over the top of it and put that in his hopper and shoot at him. So this way, then it's like definitely leave a mark. But it's it, it, I thought that was a pretty clever way of doing it. And then um, so. Now, from what from from what I've heard from other deer uh, bear hunters, they only they would only go out like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Why mm -hmm. would you guys start your day so early? At three um, o'clock in the afternoon. I kind of wanted to um, working in the ER, especially with all this COVID stuff, which has gotten so bad here in Wisconsin, and our ER is almost full. But um, or our hospital. But uh, I just I just wanted to be in the stand. I wanted to get out there. You I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And I would harness in and take a little nap and I just enjoy myself. I'd bring two sandwiches and a bunch of snacks and mm -hmm. it was a good time. And you, yeah. you, got, you probably nice and comfortable at some point in time too as well. 
I, I get it though, man. It's because it's like you're in the city almost the time. It's like you might as well take advantage of that eight days because you're like you're away from your wife, you're away from your kids. I mean, it's it's an mm-hmm. eight day vacation, but it's a long and intense vacation. Like I literally just got well, my my from Wednesday until uh, today, I've been on the move. So I had a friend of mine that needed to get a bunch of stuff moved out of Florida before the well, not necessarily the hurricane hit because it, it went through a different route than than expected. So. We went, he, he hit me up. He's like, hey, can, can you help me move some stuff from, from Florida back to Iowa? So I was like, all right, well, I'll find if I can get the PTO approved. And luckily it was. And this was kind of an emergency situation because he needed to get stuff. And it's like in, uh, where everything was at, it's like he wasn't quite sure what's going to happen with the, 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 the aftermath of the repercussions of the storm. So we jetted down there, got into town around uh, Thursday morning. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because we left, uh, we left Wednesday night. No, we left Tuesday night. Got into town at around seven p.m. Crashed. Got up Thursday. Grabbed the stuff. And then, then we turned around. We took. We came back. We got a good chunk of his, his um, uh, necessities. And then we just turned right back around. Well, we got back into Southern Iowa on. Um, friday about 10 o'clock in the morning so we did so it's like that's a turn and burn type scenario there we were on the road for a little over 40 hours in in less than 72 hour time period we just pretty much oh. spent enough time in florida just to, to nap and, and be landed out of there and so it was pretty nasty and then we we decided to go on our way on a return trip we went we went west we took we went through tallahassee to the panhandle and we went to mobile head up because it's like at that time we're still dealing with all that rain going through the uh the Ohio Valley, because if we would if we would took the normal route, we would have went through Alabama or we went through um, Atlanta all the way up through Tennessee and all the way back up to that way. And that that area got a lot of rain. If you haven't paid attention to the rate to the the um, new, the uh, weather channel, because there's some areas that got in between three from one to three inches, and so we we completely. Instead of going east, we went west, and we never been to Mobile, and never been to Tallahassee, so we went out that way and and ha- hooked straight up through there. So right before we left. Before we crossed from Louisiana into, into Mississippi, came across a small little herd of deer, and they're so small. It's like we're like they're looking. We're looking at like there's the size of duck, or excuse me, a big dog down there, and then they're just really tiny and small. We didn't see any bucks. We just saw some does, some cluster of those, but uh, a lot of damage. A lot of damage from uh, Hurricane Zeta when we came through. We stopped at a couple of uh, rest or, um, rest stops, and they had no running water, or they didn't have electricity, one or the other, depending on what was going on in that area. And uh, wow. yeah, it's like we just came straight through that there, and so we, we were right on the, pretty much right on the tail end of all that rain. So it was uh, it was definitely something going all through all that fun stuff but uh yeah but the, the upside was we got into iowa and we sat that night because it's uh because they're what they're they're their gun season doesn't start until after the after november 30th so we just set up some stand or we just helped looked at the stand sphere where we want to put some trail cameras and stuff kind of using my my uh, um experience too to help look what we could do to balance things out, or what we could do to to repair some damages, because uh, that that windstorm that came through in mid of August, they got hit by it. To just the not as bad as Dysard, Waterloo, and Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls did, but they still got some damage. But we ended up seeing a nice basket eight, a uh, couple of does. So it was it was it was something. It was fun. It was a nice way to top off the trip, and then. Yesterday we went to uh, friends and family to a wedding reception. So we came back today, and it's like I could have went and sat today, but it's like I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted, and I gotta go to work. I gotta start to work tomorrow. So it's like I've been, I probably had like, I've had uh, at least uh, oh eight days off this month, and I have spent zero of it in the in the ground in the tree stand or in the or in a ground blind. Because when we got back from Illinois. Uh, we do what we call a stand down. We talked about in the last podcast, and we didn't end up doing from a, instead of doing it all in one day, we spread it out through the entire week. We started from Saturday to Saturday, and we ended up helping 250 veterans and working with all the COVID and stuff like that because it's like this down there in Illinois. So they have a little bit, they're a little bit more strict than in some places where, and we would handle anywhere between 30 to 50 a day, depending who, who, who showed up because a lot of them. We're nice enough to actually make appointments, so make things move fairly smooth. Um, not good with no outbreaks, which was always a plus. So, but then again, after looking at what the CDC calls an outbreak, it's like if you have two people in one area, that's an outbreak. It's like not like 30, 40 people. That's like it just it's it's weird and how they how the the uh, the CDC has changed language over the years. 
multiple times. Yeah, but the worst part was we we, we come back and it's like we, we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're gonna go set, and we we both come back sick. And so it's like we just oh sm- that's right yeah like I told you that throughout the week it's like I just I just we crashed Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday we just had to recover then all of a sudden work two days and then I go to Florida and it's like it's just been a really busy two weeks M- my month of uh, October has been insane but the cool thing was though yesterday morning we we're coming back up from Northern Iowa we came we took this route through um, Osage Iowa called the River Road and uh, those are familiar with it it's really just a beautiful stretch of road about three or four miles it kind of winds along with the uh, Cedar River and we get to this one turning point we see this nice six point buck just jump across the wall uh, jump across the road and head right on up there i got a picture of it too i'm gonna post it later on and uh it's really difficult to see but you can actually see it young body and nothing to worry where he's at he knows he's not gonna get hunted because it's all where all the money sets so it's like there's i saw more biden signs than i saw trump's so like well that guy that deer's gonna have a good chance of surviving this season <laughs> uh but it was pretty cool to see him because it's like the, the watching him jump up because it was not it, it's like watching a like a uh, mountain goat jump up the same way that he did because it was not an easy climb to get up there it's like if anybody even humans would have a trouble going because there's some spots where it's like you literally got to jump up to get to a ledge to get moving up to the top of the hill because he's the because it's um the sea river where we're at it comes into a, like a bowl similar to lacrosse where we're all in that in that that uh, river bottom and then the into the uh, nice bowl there in the, in the valley so it is what it is but uh yeah, they even had opening ter- uh, pheasant season down there in Iowa this weekend, mm. and it was ridiculously windy. I don't know about how windy it was over by you, but over here, uh, consistent 30 to 40 mile an hour winds, gusts in some areas up to 70 miles an hour. Yeah, it was it was pretty windy today. We had about 30 mile an hour winds, too. And I was going to get out this morning, and I, I woke up to my phone saying 23 mile an hour winds or something. I was like, nah, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not doing it. I don't blame you, man. Because the wind was that wind was gnarly. Because just think if you're sitting in a tree stand, just gonna go back and forth and back and forth. And uh, we only saw, like on that on Saturday opener, we only saw maybe a dozen people all throughout Iowa actually out hunting. So it was just one of those days where you either you have your have a dog or you take your gun out for a walk. And how that all works out there. So there's everybody we saw at least had a dog. So hey Max, how you doing? You say hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> you seriously you you have a good uh, uh, Halloween. A good Halloween, buddy. Yeah, I saw you dressed up as a cop, and you looked really sharp in your out in your uniform. Yeah. I have headphones on. I don't think you can hear. You said you look nice in your cop uniform. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you do have yeah. headphones on. Yeah, I'm talking to I'm talking to you to him. Anyways, um, so that's kind of like how I, my all weekend. So, how is your how has been your season getting on the tree stand? So it's been good. I got a little one on like five acres of public about a month or so ago. Oh, you know, um, a doe. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it had some little something something on its head, but it didn't even pop through the skin. So. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I hung it up. I, like I said, it was five acres of public, so I was kind of shooting whatever came by. But um, yeah, I, I hung it up, and my neighbor was like, man, your dog looks different. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's still, it still ate just fine. We uh, have already made the inners and part of the back straps, so I, I made those that night, and the other ones are actually thawing out now. So that's what uh, – that's what that's about. Got about 20 pounds of scrap for burger and stuff. That's what I do with most of my meat is turn it into burger. And yeah, we put it in everything all through the year. So, um, but other than that, I had, it would have been a Wednesday night. Um, I had a six pointer that I'm pretty sure he probably rutted himself to death. I heard him about four o'clock come in mm-hmm. and I heard him, I heard him grunting and I'm sitting there and I hear that. I'm like, oh boy, I get everything ready and I see a body coming through the thicket mm-hmm. and uh, this stand that I am hunting, I shot my 10 pointer. That's up oh, there. there. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> um, I shot him two years ago and now I haven't hunted it. I didn't hunt it all last year because I was in my EMT class. Yes. Um, and that kind of screwed my whole year. But um, so this year I went to it and there's all these trees down around it. And I was like, man, I'm not going to see anything. Well, I was wrong. It turned it into a corridor 
and a little narrow, like they must feel safe there. Cause I've seen seven deer within 25 yards the last two times I've been out, which is really nice. Uh, three of them were doe or four of them were doe. So hopefully they'll bring something by me, but this little six pointer comes out grunting up a storm. I have it on mm-hmm. video and he's, I see him running one way and the other way I saw him four or five different times that night. And the last yeah. time I saw him, I have it on video on my uh, big camera and he's chasing three doe and he's grunting and like almost dragging his head with his mouth open. I was like, calm right. down little buddy. Like you'll get yours. It's early. Just, <laughs> just relax. But we've seen some uh, other nice bucks and just in my backyard, my neighbor hit one two nights ago and we tracked it for like 500 yards. And I, I think it's still on the foot. We were tracking one drop at a time. Mm-hmm. So he says he thinks he hit it high. The arrow passed through, but the arrow is pretty fatty and that's yeah. never good. So no, he may, it may, he may, it may run in a situation where I'll heal up on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I work all this week and then I'm off before I got my bear tag. I actually put off like in January when we first could at work for the second week in November. Okay. And then I got my bear tag and I put in for that week and I got both of them that I didn't even realize ah. until just the other day. And I looked at my schedule coming up for the week or for the month. And I was like, Oh wow, I'm off that whole week for bow hunting. So so I'm excited. And it's going to be warm. It's supposed to be mid-60s all week. So I was like, let, uh-huh. let it warm up and then let it tank next week. And I'll just hopefully reap the benefits. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's like I was looking at the, the moon phase today. And it's like it was the, the moon sets at would, would set at like uh, 6.55 in the morning. And then it rise around 4 or something. So it's like you know, it's so it's like you don't really have to do it all day set. It's like you get out right there early in the morning. Nothing shows up, take off, and then go back, take a nap. And then you, I would, like, for whenever the moon rise would come out, I would set up about two hours prior to the moonrise. And this way, then they wouldn't have any worry of me being in there because that's what happened to me twice this year where I've had uh, two encounters of, a, of the same doe where I've missed it once. And then the second time, I just wasn't quite sure on how the uh, the new Tetra site was going to handle it. But uh, after talking to Jake and doing some practice, it's like literally two, two inches within anything to, uh, 20 yards or under. Two inches where that pin is is like that's where the arrow's gonna go, and it doesn't matter if you're at six yards or at seventeen yards. You just put that pin two inches of where you want above where you want that arrow to go, and then it's like it's gonna go, it's gonna fly. So, oh, okay. so I'm hoping. Um, I know this week on Wednesday, Wednesdays are usually my day. I go hunting, and I'm gonna go. I have we get a realignment because the last couple of weeks just just constantly be on the road. I go to a chiropractor, and it's like it it's benefit. It has some rewards doing so, and uh, I'm gonna go and. Go to that, have my truck already packed up, and head on out there this way. Even though Grant's going to be warm, but I've had deer activity come in front of me. No bucks, though, but 84 degrees outside. Definitely, it got real hot, but uh, they still saw four does. They're sitting on the ground. You know, well, you know, this because that's how I hunt. I hunt on the ground. Um, I picked up some new stands or new um, uh, plastic. fencing in a sense but it's it's has little notules in it so this way i'm able to oh okay. the audience is not gonna see it but you're i'll be able to show you and max but it's like if you notice right here they have these little these little slots right here where i can put burlap in there and this one mm-hmm. is 64 inches so this one it's it's so it sits above me but then i have smaller ones that sit about 48 inches but when you stick them in the ground they have um yeah, as you can tell it's it's, it's a pretty okay. long spike and you put your foot there and then this way, then it comes down as curtains. So this way, then I can rotate between each side. But then uh, the deer aren't going to see me. They're going to see something, but they're not. I'm going to be able to put my bow in my hand, get everything knocked and ready to rock and roll when the time comes. So that's what I was running into issues with. Is like I'm not, I don't have no cover, and it's like I've been looking like what are some cheap, lightweight alternatives instead of going and buying a hundred dollar blind. And so. Alan Burlap and these old these old guys right here I picked up from a fleet and lacrosse and that's what I'm set up as because it's really easy to carry those in I just strap to my backpack carry my mo my bow and walk on in because it's like I'm not set I'm only setting maybe a couple hundred yards from the truck so it's like it's not it won't be hard to okay. make multiple trips. The Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. 
With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug-and-play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20-yard mark, you can really fine-tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. When you're done, will you come upstairs to me? He wants to snuggle, it's bedtime. I, I was wondering, yeah, it's like it's, it's been a busy weekend, so I could see him about ready to fall asleep. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. But he's, he's very well behaved. I mean, when, when Max was out there at the uh, uh, Stevens Point shoot there, he was a, a champion, man. He was he was having fun, playing out in the rain, playing, talking to everybody, talking smack. You know, it's great. Plus, yeah, eating, eating, everybody, yeah, and eating, everybody's, eating everybody's food. <laughs> well, he, when I got out of the car at that shoot, so uh, for those listening, what shoot we're talking about is one of the Badger Honor Flight shoots held by HHA um, to raise money for the veterans to go to Washington, D.C. And I get out and I get Max out of the car and I'm getting all my stuff ready, my bow and everything. And Max is gone. And there's only yeah. a few places he could go. So I figured he's up by everybody else. He's uh-huh. a social butterfly. And sure enough, I go up there and he's wearing a new hat. I said, Max, where did you get that hat? <laughs> So then I'm talking to Chris and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start shooting. Max comes up to me with a new um, archery t-shirt on from the club. Yeah. So where did you get that? And the lady goes, oh, I'm sorry. I hope it's okay. He's just so cute. <laughs> so he got a new hat and uh, got a new hat and new shirt. But they were doing that, to, they were doing that for all the kids. I think it really yeah. gave them an unexpected surprise because it's like, it gives them an opportunity like they would never thought like, Oh, I got something for this. Like it kind of <laughs> cements that experience with next time they go out there, like they, they, they experience the, the generosity of the club. Cause it's like, we all know that the future is in the kids. So it was great to see them. Like when Max got a new hat and cause they were doing it for everybody. So, and I didn't, nobody knew about it until he actually showed up. So, which was, um, it was a nice surprise if those who had kids that were showing up is like, hey, here you go. Here's this and this and this. And here you go. All a bunch of fun stuff. It's like, oh, you're an adult. You got to pay for it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not as cute as they are. Right. I always uh, say that about true. my dog. I wish people gave me treats like they give my dog. Like, oh, Travis, <laughs> you're so cute. Here's a Snickers. Oh, but that'd be no, funny. Nobody ever does. That, that ain't that the truth, man. Now, uh, uh, well, at least the nice things you got the you got the upcoming week off and the rut is this. Well, they're starting. To, we've seen a lot of bucks chase all throughout the Midwest. I mean, if you even right. when we when we were driving through Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, came back through Iowa, we saw a lot of dead deer on the side of the road. So there's certain areas that are chasing. Uh, some places I know I was talking to uh, my buddy Craig up there in Green Bay, and they're already rutting up there. But then again, it's gonna get it's gonna stay cold up there. And then plus, they've got more snow than we have down here, so it's like it's going to make a. Uh, it's going to keep them on track here. I'm sure they're going to they're going to have the same type of attitude, but I think they're going to do a lot more movement at night where it's where it's not so cold. Right. But then again, I like I we saw that uh, six pointer yesterday. He wasn't chasing, but it was at eleven o'clock or no, 
noon. We saw it at noon, which was kind of weird to see a six-pointer buck running around at noon. So I figured we bet it down. It was 60 degrees, but I think in where he was at, he was in the ravine, and there was no wind. Now, when we were when you're driving the flatlands of Iowa, there was zero wind or zero uh, uh, whitetails running around because it was so windy outside. They were just staying yeah. embedded. Now, uh, you actually had some pretty cool news. You you were you to to tell our listeners here because you you show me you show me a video about this product that you were bringing uh, to market here. Why don't you give us a uh, a breakdown of this thing here? Yeah, so I've thought about it for years, and everybody's on their phone now while they're while they're hunting, whether they're Facebooking, scrolling, texting, Snapchatting. Um, and I know I'm guilty of it. It's just the way things are now. Yeah. Um, but when you're wearing your harness and everything, that strap goes right over your pocket. Mm-hmm. So getting your phone in and out is either noisy, whatever. I have my release that I have on my wrist. So yeah. in and out of my pockets, it's, it's making noise. I'm doing a lot of movement with my arm. Um, and then say you take your phone out, you put it on your leg and you forget about it or something happens and takes your attention off and you move and that phone goes down to the ground. Mm -hmm. Now I made it for fishing or for hunting, but we're also making one for like ice fishing, whatever. So this one, the first one, so what it is, can't see it at home, but what it is, is it's um, this elastic little silicone strap that goes around your phone on all four corners. Oh, that stretch is quite large too. Oh yeah. Uh. Yeah. My brother has a, um, my brother has a galaxy S 20 and it's like two times the size of my iPhone Okay, and it fit his. So what, what this does, it goes around all four corners. There's a piece of cord on the back that's connected yeah. to a carabiner. Okay. So this, this specific model initially was made so you can put it on your belt loop, put your phone in it and then it dangles there. So we mm-hmm. call it the dangler case. Okay. Okay, so we have a website, danglercase.com, D-A-N-G-L-E, you know, danglercase.com. And okay. uh, we've already sold quite a few of them, which is pretty cool. But we've literally launched last week. Yeah. So this is this is the first one. Um, we're coming out with a dangler case. You might call it the Dangler XL. Okay. It's going to have a lanyard. So somebody brought up the point of like ice fishing or something like that. You don't want it. You don't want your phone out when it's 20 degrees or less. Yeah. You know, things like my iPhone, when it's that cold, things start moving slow and your phone freezes. Yep. So you'll have it on a lanyard and then you'll be able to tuck it into your, your jacket mm-hmm. and keep it like that. And or then your bibs. Yep. Yeah. So you're sitting over your, you're sitting over your hole or you're sitting there waiting for tip ups, whatever, and you can have it connected to you. And then when mm-hmm. you put it away, you can just tuck it back in again, and it's going to stay warm. It's going to stay next to you. Uh-huh. And so you do go down on the ice. You do whatever, you know, for safety, for security of your phone. Yeah. So it doesn't go down the hole. Like uh, there's a firefighter that I was on DeForest with that um, he dropped his phone last year down the ice hole. Oh, gnarly. Yeah. So when I posted this, Trevor was like, where were you last year when I dropped my phone down the hole? Like this would have been <laughs> beneficial. So it's like, we got something for you, buddy. That is awesome. So, okay. Yeah. So the uh, MSRP is on our website is 13.99, and we're trying to get into shops right now. Like I said, we launched last week. So I've sent a few Facebook messages and emails, but I'm going to try to get to as many shops as I can in person mm-hmm. to show them and get it in their hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our MSRP is thirteen ninety nine. There is some competition out there, but none are designed like this for this. Mm-hmm. There's there's some out there that have like a. Um, the only thing I could think is like the old ladies with the keys around their wrist and that curly cue, stretchy, little cord that it's on. Yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what that is. So the one that I was looking at, that's kind of like competition ours that would be stretchy and bouncy and that's gonna you know bounce to the left it's gonna hang there and kind of go up and down with the weight of the mm-hmm. phone and also the potential is, of rolling off the wrist as well right and well there's there's um has that material but it's kind of like the same like clip to it or clip to your jacket or something like that oh all right so but that is way too much movement for what i'm 
thinking of. So we did it like this. So this goes right to your belt loop, can stay on your leg mm-hmm. for hunting. And I've been out oh, yeah. five or six mm-hmm. times. I gave my other one to my brother to have him try it. Yeah. And and uh, we're having good results. It stays right there. It It's able to um, – you stand up, and that's why we call it the dangler. So if you need to do something, it stands up and it just dangles right off your leg. Mm-hmm. You know, so the lanyard will be there for fishing. This one's on your leg. So if you come to full draw and that lanyard is out, you know, you could catch that. Yes. So our fishing one or our hunting one will go right to your leg and go like that. So I've been thinking about this for years. And we, one day my um, buddy, Teddy, Teddy Gary's out of Sauk and Merrimack area. He is a mastermind. He invented this company called Salt Co. And they're big in Madison, Green Bay, Milwaukee. What they do is they fill water softeners, but they do it from the outside of the building Uh with jet powered trucks. So they hook up with very, it's amazing. So they hook up to uh, big buildings, like big hotels or something that use a lot of uh, salt for their pools and their everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So they hook up from the outside of the building and can shoot they have sensors and they can shoot um salt into the brine tank from the outside all right so he literally thought of this and just like the way he thought of the system just the way this guy's mind works is amazing so um him and i've been friends for almost 10 years now and him and his whole family just have this aura about them of just caring loving people and so when I told him this, he was like, let's sit down and do it. So we were, we were at a fight night at his house for UFC. Yeah. And he got out his notepad and we just started making different designs. Uh-huh. So we made one that we 3D printed that went, had like two little fingers that went on the top and the bottom of the phone. Okay. To hold it like that. And we had another one. I can't remember exactly how that went. But then we settled on this and he ordered up a bunch of stuff and... Now I'm trying to get it out there. So we're really excited. Again, it's called the Dangler case. It's $13.99. It's all, it's all black. Um, and it goes around your phone. Just hook it right to you. Your phone is safe. It's next to you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think it's going to be a hit. Uh, we were expecting to go to like the Deer and Turkey Expo or the Field and Stream Expo, whatever it's called now in Madison. Yeah, yeah. But Alliant Energy just canceled everything until like July of 2021. Oh, Jesus. With COVID. So, yeah. But I was, uh, yeah, I was able to make this with him. And he was able to help me in a lot of things like my, you know, walk with Christ and everything um, mm-hmm. in life. So he's just a, a guy that's always been there for me and when I said that this is what I want to do, he's like, well, let's make it like, why talk about it? Let's make it. That's awesome. Yeah. And so why'd you go? Cause it's like, you, you discussed to me earlier on, like, well, I'm surprised you don't have it at the, the 1999 price point. Why didn't you go that route instead of, instead of where so, you're at right now? Yeah. Um, so I thought about that. Um, somebody who was, you know, Chris told me that that could be a 1999 product. And I honestly couldn't see myself, but 1999 is a stretch. I felt like I never felt right about 1999. As soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, you know, that'd be a nice profit margin. But then thinking about it was, you know, I'm in it for more than profit. You know, I'm not, I'd like to buy a ranch on a hundred acres, but you know, that's not my main goal. Um, I've always wanted to invent something for the industry and something that i use and i've used this in this in the stand and we just start, sat down and talked about it and i was like something's telling me like the 13.99 mark you know i don't want it our one of our um, competitors is like 15 bucks i was like i think we can do it better ours is better i want ours to be cheaper um, okay. more affordable and so then we offered um, free shipping also on orders over like 45 dollars. i think it was okay i can't remember but um and then for our, for your listeners, we offer a 10% discount on our website that you put in the code BOA, so Bucks of America. Okay. B- 
B-O-A and at checkout and you get uh, 10% off for just for listening to your podcast and being a fan. That's fantastic. I appreciate because then there's going to be a lot of people that because because uh, there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast in in the northern countries of like Russia and Finland and and Ireland stuff like that. People that have, that fish there, like, I think this would be a fantastic idea because me, I can admit that it's like there's been like this season alone, I've had deer walking on me, my phone's in my hand, mm-hmm. and luckily for me, my pants that I have they have side pockets so I can just simply drop them in there. But then again, as I explained, I don't sit in a blind, so I'm, I'm naked to the world. So I was like, I got to try to put my phone into my pocket without it's being. It's a lot of without, movement. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And then just think about the people that have uh, dropped their phones out of their cell phones, out of the, out of the tree stands. Like there's all the way down there. Like, uh, yeah. what was it two years ago? I have a buddy of mine that hunts down in Alabama and he his uh, thermocell dropped 20 feet down and he had <laughs> movement. So it's like he had to compete not only with trying to uh, to deal with the mosquitoes but also try to be able to draw back and pull a trigger on a, on a doe so it's like it was it was uh, a, a uh, it was something for him but then again that's also something you could also think of too it's like you could well, what about you making a design for thermocell design right. for it you know because they they have a nice carrying case for it, which i think it's fantastic it works great it's like it clips onto my belt so it's like it works very well but when you're walking when you're hiking it kind of bounces and stuff like that that's something yeah. like that right there you could create something that could work as a beneficial for it too so this way if you want something different you have different accessories for it right now just trying to figure because they make to think of because yeah. they make rounded edges so it's not as as um, defined as a cell phone where it comes to points so it's something sure. to give you give you an idea but that's something that could add as an accessory towards an accessory like that because it's both very valuable and i'm actually looking forward to this because i'm gonna i'm gonna Order a few of them. We'll send them out to my guests before we have them on you because I think it would be a good way to let them to experience it because I have a couple of guests down in uh, southern Iowa. That one's, one's, a few, one's a gal that runs uh, a taxidermist. Another one has made a living for uh, video cam, uh, video recording. Uh, he caught my eye from uh, this past week. He was just got back from doing a filming, a mountain lion hunt. So I wanted to talk oh, cool. about that and to see what how his experience was and how he got involved and where he's at. And then he's got an awesome girlfriend that's that has massive talent. I'll, I'll send you uh, a picture of one of his bucks he shot a couple of years ago that she did. And then it looks just the taxidermy is just spot on. It looks really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's another thing is you know hiking through the mountains and. The less things in your pocket, the more comfortable your walk's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to hook this, this has a carabiner on it, you know, you can hook that to your pack or, you know, to your pants and just let it dangle. I've had this on. So this is the first one. Um, and I have had this on my pocket at work, whether it's hunting, I've just had it on just to see the durability of it. And it's been on for two, three weeks now, every day, all day. And it's, it still holds its, it's still tight as can be. It still goes right back to the normal position and doesn't fall off, doesn't do anything like that. So it can have all uses. Um, one of my coworkers is actually a big mushroom hunter. Okay. So she'll go all over and she's on these different like mushroom hunting Facebook pages. She's not a hunter. Her and I have very different views on all of that, but she's a great person. So her and I can still like have a professional conversation and a friendly conversation. Mm-hmm. And she actually bought, she was one of my first and she bought three of them and she's going to awesome. have them on her. Yeah. She's going to have them on her pack and different stuff like that. So, you know, when she's wearing her hiking and athletic stuff, that's, you know, super tight, especially on a female, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to have that, you know, stuck in her waistline or her or wearing yoga pants. Or, yeah. Right. Right. So she'll be able to go on a hike or whatever and have that, her phone, you know, accessible so whether you're a jogger especially you know a female jogging through the woods or on a path at night or anything just to have your phone on you and in close reach that you don't have to have it you know in a pocket or stuffed in a waistband so there's a lot of different uses for this and like i said we recently found that there are some there are some competitors but i think we have done it better i think we've done it cheaper Mm -hmm. and this is you know specific for you know, a, a type of thing. So it's fantastic. Uh, I need to get, I'm going to set you, I'm going to set up a conversation between you and uh, Joe Brinko and he runs JT outdoor products out there in far in Farmington, Minnesota. And he, and he's got some really, he's 
a big into uh, the uh, walleye fishing leagues and stuff like that. And he's got oh, a, sure. some of his pro staff from the bass uh, fishing area and stuff like that. And I think that would be a good part, a good way to get them introduced to this product because they're always out there fishing because he makes really nice um, uh, fishing po- fishing rods and stuff like that. And so they go anywhere between okay. $100 to $300 a rod. And oh, I, wow. I, 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 I haven't gotten a chance to try one out yet, but uh, he's got pro staff all across the Midwest here. And so and, and, and the rods are... are that he has sold are specific areas that, that the market can handle. Like the people that are willing to spend that extra, that higher dollar for a high sure. end um, uh, fishing rod. So it's like, he's, uh, he's, he would think, I think he would like that, especially with having the, uh, the lanyard that goes around your neck. Cause this way that you can call somebody. And on top right. of the two, it will also can float because most of our cases can float or yep. it'll, or it'll, it'll just dangle while you're, while if let's say something bad happens, like you roll over in a canoe or something or a kayak, you're going to have access to your cell phone closer to you. And then I've seen my dad at times where we're, when we're out fishing, he has to lay his cell phone down on his bench or next to his motor. And with having it next to his under around his neck here, he'll be able to, talk to people and also be able to continue doing everything he wants because then it's right. like he's a, he's a guy that wears flannels worth always has two breast pockets so one's <laughs> got smokes and the other ones will be able, we will use your cell phone but now with having a lanyard around it you want to worry about uh um having a tip out of his pocket when he yeah. goes to uh take set a hook remove a hook or rebate the hook we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed Uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year yeah, that'd be great. And I use, so my speaker on my phone is the, or my ear part, um, earpiece of my phone is the greatest. So with that lanyard, I'd actually just have it right there and I'd be able to speaker phone because that's how I talk there to people. There you go. That's a smart so thing too a, as well. Yeah. Right. It's obnoxious in public because I'm walking like, okay, you're on speakerphone. Don't say anything stupid. But Because <laughs> otherwise I can't hear them. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, just to have that and have hands free. So that's yeah, a whether good point. it's. Yeah, so there's there's all sorts of uses and just, you know, talking to you, how you said rollover, you know, I'm thinking ATVs, UTVs, people on the trails, anything, have that, you know, on you and next to you. So any anything. So options mm-hmm. are endless here, and I, I would definitely love to talk to your guy and yeah, you know, see what we can do. So That's what I typically do, like, when I got uh, – when I hooked up. Uh, uh, Chris Ham up with uh, RPG Coffee. I just went on Facebook and I like, just grabbed everybody, put it in rooms like, "Hey, you guys should talk and go, and go <laughs> from that route right there." So it's, it's been pretty uh, influential with a lot of people that are, are expanding their business or they're looking sure. to talk to different people to to help out with uh, Chris's cause or my cause or whatever they're going with. But uh, it's it's smart though, like with the fit with the the fourteen and a price point. It's like now it's like for me, I could put one in one in my backpack for hunting. I put one in my tackle box for fishing, and I give mm-hmm. I. Give get one for my wife too so this way then she has one for her hunting and one for her tackle box too so this way then we're not having to switch them all up because we we i found this out with um multi-tools because it's like we had sure. it's like you it's so, so frustrating like if you have one really nice high-end multi-tool well then you're always it's always someplace where you're not well then over the time it's like i'm get multi several multi tools not getting like the, the gerber or the leatherman mm-hmm. quality ones but ones are like 10 15 bucks but it's like having a, a 15 dollar um 
a multi-purpose tool is quite handy because it's like I, I have one in my backpack for hunting, one in right. my uh, uh, tackle box so it's like a, and, and, and like even in my car my truck it's like they're nice to have it's like you don't need something high end just to do something simple to fix like they come with a saw they have a phillips and a flathead and the, the, the pliers the pliers are what why you buy them but everything else right. is kind of the perk and then um then i'd for whatever i use the primarily for like what i uh, i have a higher end set for for my uh, multi-purpose for what i'm actually carry on my belt so so this way i always have something nearby if i need to do something so that's actually i think that's a smart price point to have that because it's like you can buy uh like the like i was still referring to the multi-purpose tools like those are trails they're like 10 15 bucks for a decent oh, yeah. one a smith and wesson's ones are pretty reasonable too i know i got a smith and wesson one for my in-laws and i use that until it fell apart so it's just one of those things where if you maintain take care of it it's going to work out for you and uh the colors that you chose from the color schemes is like the, it's like that can be simply customizable too from coming right out of the factory yeah yeah and uh we have also been talking about um uh, lifetime warranty too on the stretch on the silicone part that goes around your phone. So you do have those bigger, I don't know if these galaxy still makes them, but galaxy made those notes. Yeah. Made, it was a galaxy note that was huge. It looks like a little tablet in your mm -hmm. pocket. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're trying to stretch that around. And if this does break, which this has been held great for me. Mm -hmm. um, and even my, like I said, my brother's big galaxy that he has, it fit, but if it does break or gets cold or brittle or dry rots, whatever these things can do, mm -hmm. um, we we replace. So, and I think that right, and I think that right there sets you as an industry standard out there because like HHA has a lifetime warranty, yeah. uh, Vortex has a lifetime warranty. I mean, the, the companies that really stand out have that lifetime warranty because they value the customer, and it's like yep. the customer gets treated right, they're going to buy more than one. Right, and I've had that where especially when I used to work at Gander Mountain, you know, somebody would come in with something and be like, all right, well, we're going to have to talk to the factory and to, or talk to the, you know, manufacturer and it could be months for certain type of optics. And then I had a buddy that had something go wrong with his vortex and he called and gave like the sob story. And the guy literally interrupted him and was like, sir, sir, I, we really don't care. Just send it. We'll give you a new one. <laughs> it's, a it's a vortex. Like we'll take care of you. Yeah. So that's really kind of what we wanted to was, you know, we don't want somebody to go, you know, yeah, it's only a 14 or 1399 product. So we don't want somebody to go, ah, oh, you know, dang, it snapped, you know, and a year down the road, well, we'll just, we'll just send you a new one. You just tie the loop on the back of it yourself and go, to, go to town. So, so that's how we want to stand out. That's, you know, we want to take care of our customers. And I think this is just the first of many products that, we'll come up with. I know my buddy Teddy has other things up his sleeve too for the outdoor industry. And we're always talking and, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. And, but, and the nice thing is too, is that you can always sign up for the 2% for comfort for uh comfort, uh, uh, Jesus, I can't speak today uh, for conservation. So this way, then that's a good way to solidify your brand as well. Cause I know, um, uh, Eric Clark with the Where to Hunt podcast. That's what he has the OKS Hunter um, product line, and he's he's got his uh, company signed up with them too as well. So this way, then he's able to anytime a purchase make anybody makes a purchase, they're gonna get a cut. They're gonna, he's gonna be able to give a cut to them. So this way helps them out. Or you can always do like oh, what sure. RPG, RPG did, and they 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 engineered a fifty percent profit margin going to the charity for the veterans and uh, that are around the country. Oh, nice. So there's, there's, there's ways to really, like, if you really want to go up to from that $15 to $20 mark, it's like that $5 mark or the markup right there can be divided in between multiple charities, like giving back to to veterans sure. and giving back to EMS and, and fire firefighters and all that fun stuff. So you have a flexibility of it. And people love giving that extra money. So it's like, well, I don't have to worry. But it's like, I don't have to worry about this. Like, I buy all my stuff from him now. So this way that I can, I know my product, right. my money is going to a good cause to keep uh, the public land access available, clean water, the EPA working together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, all I'm about to is I love anything with veterans, police, fire, EMS. Mm -hmm. That's my whole family. So, and I think it's like we could change the cords out too. So like if you want to do a red one or a blue one, stuff like that, it's like it's like you could do a uh, 
portion of that proceed going to like one percent of that's going to uh, some police uh, 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 foundation, something like that, for sure. to help somebody else. So that's like that's a cool thing by like making each individual. Is that if you buy a red one, that's going to go to a fireman's charity. If you buy a blue one, it's going to a blue pl- policeman. If you buy a yellow one, you know, it's like you have that customizability. You know, going down with the armed services too. Go from there. In uh, uh, there's a, there's possibilities. It's literally endless. So the best way to find this pod, your um, the website is what again? Anglercase.com. All right. Do you do you have any other social medias for it yet, or you're still? Uh, yeah, we have a we have a Facebook and an Instagram. Good. I literally just got Instagram this week, so I Wonderful. still don't really know how to work it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I on my personal Twitter, I tweeted out um, something, and I tagged a bunch of you know celebrities in the outdoor industry. And um, Drury Outdoors actually was the first person to ever like it. That's awesome, man. And the so biggest thing like, is... I've made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. And the best way to do it, like uh, Gary V says, is just directly DM everybody. It's like, instead of tagging people, he said, DM them. And if nobody says like, hey, it's like, I got this cool product. You want to you want to work together? And if nobody, right. if nobody responds to the first 50 people, there's 50 more people out there that you can talk to. Right. And that's the thing is I posted it on, uh, just to kind of get it out there and see the idea. I posted it on, um, the Facebook marketplace actually. Yeah. And with our like links and stuff and, you know, a bunch of people liked it, whatever. And then you always get that one person that's like, Ooh, blah, blah, blah. And like has some like rebuttal against it. Like, and I've tried to work on my, you know, professionalism, but my, my, uh, first response is never, appropriated society so <laughs> yeah but i sent back like because he said something like 14 dollars for a piece of paracord and a carabiner and i commented i commented back i ended up deleting it but i was like don't forget the stretchy part that saves your thousand dollar phone but then, <laughs> and i was yeah. like like just stay out of it like you know you're if if you don't make somebody mad you're not doing it right but then yep. my buddy jumped on there and was like how many times have you taken your phone out during a hunt and blah, blah, blah. And like, and that's the thing is beforehand in and out of your pocket, in and out of your pocket, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much movement, so much activity. And like you said, something comes in you have your phone in your hand when you should have your release in your hand. Yep. I'm I'm guilty of it. Every single time it's happened. Right. It's 2020, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm still guilty of the listening to squirrels all day and then hearing something over my right and going, I'm not looking. It's a, it's not a squirrel. (laughs) yeah gets you every time but yeah yeah, so i'm really excited about i'm really excited about this i'm really excited to see where it goes and um yeah it's we have about 300 of them coming Mm -hmm. and we've sold about 10 or 12 i would think now okay it's literally only been out like three four days that's good. That's so, least, at least you're getting some a warm welcome, especially right now. We're running into the rut, so when the gun hunters right. are coming through. So, and and, and if like you, you, if you're able to work with different dyes with that that um, the the rubber, the orange mm-hmm. would be the obviously the best color for us. This way, they're going to be able. To, it's all going to be orange for everybody to see it. Especially like right. I have I have a bad hat. Like I I've dropped. I've lost a couple of releases, and they're like a hundred bucks a piece. And it's like so, when they're all when they're all green and black, it's like. French dwarf. Where did I, where did it go? I was like, shoot, I gotta go talk to the wife now. She's not gonna like <laughs> this. It's like you just they lost another, lost another release. It's not it's not fun, but it's like you know it, it happens, and it's like I don't I don't oh, I've, I've, I've got the ones that that uh, put around my wrist, but they dangle there, and it's like and there's no real way to tuck the release into your sleeve or anything like that when you're doing a thumb release, and so right. I've I've dropped them. They've come off my uh, D my D loop, so you know. Lessons learned the hard way, essentially. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a release is one thing where, you know, a hunt release, you're talking a hundred plus dollars, but you drop that new iPhone 12, you know, it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Because then you have to, you still, you still owing on one. Then you have to, then you have to right. buy another one. You have to, you're on that one. So it's a, it's a very, vicious cycle. Or you have to go through insurance and you get a refurbished one. And it's like, 
good luck with that nightmare. I used to do work with cell phones with the refurbished and stuff, and it's like it was always a crapshoot. But uh, I think we've pretty we've done a really good job of nailing the, the benefits of this product here, and I think we're you're, you're going to hit all the right markets here, especially with the upcoming um our, um uh, uh oh what's that the 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 indoor shoots coming up here for coming sure. starting after the first year because there's gonna be a bunch of guys will get that dangler will stick it on their uh, um their their hip quivers and there you go ready to rock and roll yeah yeah so that'd be nice all right my friend uh see so like you like everybody says uh dangler.com right dangler case danglercase.com danglercase.com and like he said there is a discount code for 10% off you're at the checkout punch in BOA and you get 10% off your order so buy more than one because believe me we just talked about this podcast like one for your fishing one for hunting and always don't forget your wife (laughs) (laughs) that's right All right, folks thank you again for tuning in the podcast Travis it's always been a pleasure always having you on the podcast man I'm hoping to we'll be able to catch up here at the end of our season and talk more about deer hunting and and, uh, more about the dangler case yeah hopefully uh, next time we talk we'll both have a taxidermy bill I'd like that that's what that's what we're going from <laughs> my goal is to get my wife a uh, a, uh, a white tail so hopefully we'll be able to get that checked off my my bucket list and her uh, son and her 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 bucket list as well so thanks everybody for tuning awesome. in uh the podcast will be up here shortly so anyways um keep on the list out and then if you have any questions or any concerns you just you reach out directly to travis regarding the dangler case and he'll help you guys out thank you folks thank you travis thank you we'll see you